Welcome to Crossbusting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat Basile. We are coming to you live to bring you stories of people like you and me who are busting through to their unlimited possibilities. Right about now, you may be asking, what is crust? Crust is what keeps you stuck. It is anything you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Good morning, everyone. And yes, you are listening to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat, and my amazing producer, Benny Mathers. Good morning. Hi, Benny. How are you? Hi with the Yankee hat. Yes, hi with me with a Yankee hat. I, I tell you, every time I like wearing it because it kind of disrupts the flow of the West Coast like flavor over here. Like, you're a Mariners, <laughs> you're not a Mariner fan, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? I'm also not a bandwagon fan either. I know that about uh, you. But I, I want to say, it. I looked at you and I was reminded of my childhood. Oh, well, that's It was that's like good. a good thing. I really, I saw that thing up there yeah. and I remembered being <laughs> at the stadium in the Bronx, uh, you know, before it was kind of made all pretty and nice. Pretty. Yeah, <laughs> down there. And uh, and I was just like taken back there for a flash. Very cool, very cool. Well, the only, like again, the only reason why I wear it is because my sister goes to NYU and it was last Christmas and I say, hey, bring me back something authentic for Christmas. Nothing expensive, just something authentic. She went down to the ball field and bought it. And that's true authentic, you know, authenticity of buying a Yankees hat in New York, especially with what they've gone through in the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, and it means more than just buying it off the shelf here. Yes. You know, I think it has a little more, it has a little something, something to it. I'm not a big fan of the Yankees, really. Because all they can is just buy their buy their rings, buy their championships. Linda's looking at me like, oh, no, you didn't just say that. Well, don't uh-huh, worry about honey. it, Benny. <laughs> this too shall pass. <laughs> oh, that's all good. But hey, I, I appreciate it. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. I'm actually looking into get a Detroit Tigers uh, hat. Uh, well, that too. Detroit. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to let's pick the angel card as we do each day because I want to really bring our, our uh, just amazing guest on, Dr. Mitchell May. Um, who will share uh, this fa- this story about uh, how a near-fatal car accident absolutely did not stop him from living his life. And he will share his healing uh, stories and, uh, you know, we'll open the phone lines for questions. And also we're going to be giving away two bottles of this amazing product, uh, you know, the Synergy product, uh, Pure Synergy, which I'm taking right now. And I'll share more about that as we as we go. All right. Groovy tunes. And here we go. Oops. Wait, wait, don't, no. Oh, wait, I got to start it again. There it is. <laughs> Every time. I need a quick button mix here. All right. Adventure. All right. What is that? I Experience love that one. An adventure. Mm-hmm. I did yesterday on my new motorcycle. Vroom, vroom. Oh, man, I put another like 62 miles on it. Really? Oh, I'm breaking it in quicker than I've ever broken yeah. anything in my life. That's a lot of miles for your driveway, Well, Benny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just did little circles over Holy and over cow. How many, Did you count how many times you had to go up and I down, down the driveway? I went down the block, did a little turn, went down the block, did a little it's turn. It's like I live in a cul-de-sac. I burned 62 miles. <laughs> that is a lot of turns. I mixed it up and went the other way. Oh, God. The non-NASCAR way. I couldn't even do a, you know, a cul-de-sac with my... <laughs> With my motorcycle. Oh, There's no way that would happen without uh, me, you know, trying to stay upright. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It is It is an adventure, so to speak. All it right. Is. Adventure. Your life is a grand adventure. Take risks. Explore the unknown. Journey forth into the great wide open without pre-planned outcomes. Mm-hmm. Linda's that's flapping it. her arms. She's going to be on a plane. <laughs> 
But oh. she'll be back. She's going to do that little round trip thing. Well, Linda's leaving tomorrow. She'll be here uh, for the show uh, tomorrow. Yes. And then, you know, is going back to do her income taxes and, you know, help out some folks back there. Are you going to have the chicken or the fish on the, f- on the flight back? I don't None think they the have above. food. I really? don't. I think she's on the one that they don't have oh, the food. She just gets a snack and yeah. some little bottles and other things. Yeah, that bubbly usually, or yeah. something. I don't even a know that bubbly. they. Bubbly. Yeah, I'm not sure, but the their fare was fabulous. That's good. Oh, adventure again. Let me read it one more time okay. for you. Your life is a grand adventure. Take risks. Explore the unknown. Journey forth into the great wide open without pre-planned outcomes. All right. Adventure for Tuesday. Gr- that is. Let's remember that. We're on an adventure today. I am so honored to have Dr. Mitchell May uh, on the show today. And uh, there are so many things that we are going to be talking about today, uh, including uh, his own healing, uh, healing uh, in general, uh, energy, and also a topic that I would, I am just, can't wait to talk with him about, and that is business as a spiritual practice. Ah. Yes. So let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll be back with Dr. Mitchell May and this amazing story. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Is that the Mick Jagger version of that? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, it is. As the opposed Stones. to the Bette, Bette Midler version of I'm that? I'm going to play her. That's just... I'll talk bad. to you later about that. Well, I'll <laughs> play it, but it doesn't suit what I'm listening to. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Crest Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat, and producer Benny. And I am honored to have uh, with me today on the show Dr. Mitchell May. Let me let me just say a little bit about this. Uh, Mitchell's life-changing work began with his own miraculous healing from a near-fatal car accident in 1972. Now, he was faced with over 40 broken bones, multiple life-threatening injuries, incurable infections, and a hopeless prognosis. And I know some of you relate to that because you have called in and shared situations in your lives uh, that uh, reflect that as well. We're going to provide you with some answers today and some insight. Now, the way this goes is uh, there were a team of like 70 doctors from, you know, the most prestigious medical centers all insisting that he have his legs amputated, he would never walk again, and he would be plagued ongoing with infections and complications. You know what the difference is between that prognosis and what what happened with, with, with Dr. May? The difference is he didn't buy into it, not one bit. And he is here with us today to talk about that story and his journey with that uh, healing process and how he brings his gift to the world. He's been doing this for over 25 years, helping thousands of people, tapping into their own healing potential. And we don't stop there because he has taken uh, what he knows and his inspiration and his passion, and he's providing us with products that can help each and every one of us. For me, I have started on... 
uh, one of the products, which is Pure Synergy. And I started on this a couple of days ago, uh, actually, and I am, th- I am amazed at the immediate results. But enough of me. Let's welcome, uh, Dr. May to the show. Good morning. Good morning to you all. Wow. You know, this is the question I ask. Uh, all of my guests, and I, I'd love to ask you this question. It's here you and I are sitting, and we're having this conversation and talking about our passion and our lives. And I know that sometimes I can make what goes on here seem quite easy, and that's not always been the case. It's clear that you have overcome some obstacles. Could you tell us what that was like for you? What was that like for you hearing this diagnosis, and how did you know to do something different? Well, it... it... It came at a time in my life, I was in my very early 20s, and, you know, as you indicated in the, in the beginning of the, of the show about the, what the prognosis was, and I was in excruciating pain as well because the, the nerves had been severed and they were all exposed in my legs. Mm. And what, what happened for me was I had been searching to find a way and how can I tap in to the life pulse or the life force in general, that I knew that there was something more than what meets our everydayness, and I had been searching for that moreness, for that connection, for that contact, Mm -hmm. and what I decided to do at that very moment when all the doctors and all the various medical assistants were telling me that there is absolutely no choice, no hope, no possibility for you to ever recover from what has happened, was that I realized that I could use that very situation as the catalyst that I had been looking for to explore all of what was possible. Mm. And so I did not move into a zone that felt powerless or impotent or victimized by the situation. More, I just sort of felt like here was my own living laboratory. I had no idea how I was going to make this discovery, how I was going to, quote, tap in or tune in or plug in. Mm-hmm. But I knew that this was going to be the best opportunity that I ever had because it was so dramatic. It it was pushing me beyond what my boundaries were, pushing everybody beyond what they knew their boundaries to be, medically what the boundaries were, uh, physically what the boundaries were, emotionally what the boundaries were for me. And at that time, for me, even spiritually, what I felt capable of. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was the way I decided to kind of redefine what had happened to me. Can you? This is this is so fascinating to me, and you know, I, I have I'd love to ask you this question. Can you can you think back to that moment? I guess did you you know how did this come to you? Was it you know were you sitting there kind of in a surreal situation, hearing all of this information, and just more or less saying that is really not the truth of me? Or was it well, different than that? <laughs> it was it was a little more intense than that. Um, I was actually laying there in a full body cast uh-huh. by this time, from my neck down to the bottom of my feet, uh-huh. with all kinds of, of metal 
support tubes actually jutting through my body because they were trying to hold different bones and different parts of me together because they had been uh, so fractured where I had lost several inches of body parts. Mm. And I had, you know, various uh, intravenous tubes coming in and out of me and, you know, so I wasn't really like sitting there in, in a uh, in a lotus position or something. Exactly. And, you know, all these uh, machines and life support systems are blinking on and off and it, it, it's pretty noisy and everybody's running around in, in gowns. It's, it's not really like a monk's cell in there. And so all of that is going on and, and, I'm, and I'm hearing all of this and there's certainly the part of me that's registering what they're having to say because my... My upbringing, my background is very rational. Mm -hmm. I come from a very scientifically oriented family. I come from a highly educated family. You know, my my father from MIT, my other brothers from MIT. I have a brother who's a physician from Yale. And so there's, there's that side of the rationalistic side. And that part of my brain works very well for me. But that's not the side that you know, was going to transform the situation. And then there was the, quote, other side of me that was saying, not so much, no, this isn't true. I, what, I, what I was really defining was, yes, this is true within the boundaries of what that reality is. Mm-hmm. And that what I needed to begin to do was to define myself to be to include that part, but much more simultaneously. Break through the limitations. Yeah, uh, yeah, of what we can, what we can see, and sort of logically put to you know, you know, our consciousness of words. Absolutely, and and the part of the trick is, is that we get to define that, and that's not so easy because our whole life, from before we're even able to talk. Really, from the moment we're born, definitions and realities are being presented to us every moment mm-hmm. almost, and also through our educational system, through our social systems, through our political systems, about what is and isn't supposedly true, real, and possible. Mm-hmm. And so by the time we get to the place of young adulthood, a great many of our reality, sadly, is already set pretty firmly in a psychological cement, so mm-hmm. to speak. And the challenge is, is how do you get uncemented? That's right. So that you can begin to identify with a larger reality, a larger possibility, and begin to actually experiment within those confines, and all kinds of things happen. And in my case, nerves regenerated, bone regenerated, muscle regenerated, organ tissue regenerated, uh, my, my eye cells regenerated, my hearing cells regenerated, you know, things that had medically never happened before, at least in a documented way. And I think that's important because we didn't talk about that really in my introduction. I really didn't say, you know, where you were right now, uh, whether you were in a hospital, whether you were in a wheelchair, and actually you're not. Oh, no, no, you no, no. Real. I'm, 
I'm very fortunate. You mm-hmm. know, I backpack, I hike, I have my legs, I, mm-hmm. you know, I see fine. I, I mean, I, I really have no limitations, no, no restrictions upon what I, you know, do or can do from, you know, from that accident. And you know, they've done lots of medical documentaries on it and television documentaries and so forth because mm-hmm. it it was all done under the auspices of very strict medical protocols of studying this, and yet the results are outside of the medical model. And isn't that true of so much of, you know, what we can do with our lives? We talk about living life full out or living lives, living our lives to the fullest. And yet, you know, what we're asking people to do is really explore a place, go to a place that they may not have gone before. It will almost always require that, mm-hmm. um, you know, to go to a place most likely that you haven't been before or at least haven't hung out very long there if you have visited there before. That's right. For whatever reason, you know, I know for me, for whatever reason, I ju- I've jumped to that place and haven't stayed there, and I would have to say it was about fear. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, you know, the bravery involved in these things is actually quite profound. Mm. You know, mo- most people think... Um, you know, I really had to say this, but it's it's not really being brave if you're not afraid, right? And so, of course, most anything we've not done before requires bravery. It's not bravery if we're not afraid. That's that's pretty easy to do, you know. If you, if you know you know the territory, if you know your way around, or if it doesn't scare you, and generally changing. And enhancing ourselves, increasing our, our possibilities and our potentialities uh, certainly takes a, a braveness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wouldn't, sometimes we can't really find out how to muster that on our own. And so it also requires sometimes a community of people, whether that's family or friends or your you know, religious community or, or, or some some group to kind of help foster you as you're going through changes and transformation. That's so important. We, you know, it's what you're talking about has been really a lesson for me, and that is being being able to even ask people to hold faith yes. for me when I'm not able to hold it for myself. Mm-hmm. And you know, that is. I want to make sure that we talk about that a little bit today, and as we have just done, to let our listeners know it's okay. Some, you know, sometimes when we just can't muster it up for ourselves, find people that support the vision. You know, I don't know where we got this idea that, quote, that was okay as a child, but that somehow we're not supposed to need that, you know, again. Um, and for me, one of my greatest joys is actually doing this with my kids, is, mm. you know, being there for them when they're going through various experiences and what they can handle on their own, let them handle it on their own, and those things that they really can't or they're looking to me for help to be there for them. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's really the role, quote, of a, of a healer in many ways. Mm-hmm. I, You know, my role, people call me a healer, I don't really... You know, identify with that myself. I see it more as a coach mm-hmm. uh, and a cheerleader uh, for people, yeah. and, and, and encouraging them to become that which 
They may not know they are yet, but I know that they are. And, you know, each of us can, can coach each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I know that somebody had asked me the question, where do the coaches go? Well, the coaches go to other people <laughs> because we need every once in a while, I, you know, someone to be standing out there with the pom-poms and just saying, go for it. Well, you know, very much so. And, and you know, if you just take a sports analogy for a moment with sports, some of the greatest coaches – we're not necessarily the greatest players. All right. And, you know, we don't, we don't have to be anything that exceptional to be a fine coach. It's just, again, it's really helping somebody bring out their greatest potential mm. and, and helping them realize it. Um, and to me, there's nothing more joyous than, than participating in that with somebody. Oh, I think it's absolutely awesome. Uh, I, you know, let me ask you this question about this. Is, you know, this, what we're talking about, is this related to, you know, your perspective on freedom? I know freedom is really important to you. I'd um, like to talk about that for Yes. A uh, you know, for me, you know, freedom, while certainly there's an, a reality to an external freedom mm-hmm. of which we in America are incredibly gifted with um, and uh, you know kind of for me a bit of a commentary here most people take that for granted and they're not that appreciative of it really mm-hmm. and they don't really stop to uh, be thankful and have gratitude about the amount of external freedom they have mm. because it's very hard to have internal freedom without also some level of external freedom but Usually when I do speak of freedom, I am speaking more of, of internal freedom, the, the, the freedom to connect with your own essence, your own spirit, and, and having that truly be your guide in life. Mm-hmm. And to not be caught in the dogma, to not be caught in the conditioning that, again, we grew up with so that we truly are free to experience the spirit of life as it is, not as we think it should be or not even as we wish it were or as somebody else told us it was, but as it actually is. Yes, we call that crusty conditioning on this show. Okay. <laughs> you know, I would like to take a short break right now and open the phone lines up for our callers um, and invite our callers to, you know, call us. Uh, to talk a little bit about changing the story. And when we come back, Dr. May, I'd love to talk with you about uh, how to go about uh, the concept of changing your story. Uh, each of us have the potential to do it. You've done it. Uh, I think I do it daily. <laughs> and I'd love to invite our listeners to call in uh, to talk with us about that. Uh, in addition, we have a wonderful gift for our, our callers that call in to speak with us today. You will be receiving, uh, the first two callers, you will be receiving a bottle of pure energy, and I t- uh, pure synergy, excuse me, because it is pure energy. That's what <laughs> I'm feeling. <laughs> I just started to take this, and thank you so much for that wonderful gift. Uh, uh, and it is an amazing product. So let's give out the number, Benny. I would like to. 425-373-5527 is the local number here in Seattle. And there's also a toll-free local number west of the Cascades at one 298 
888-528-5569. And the phones are already going. And the phones are going, and we'll take a short break. You can call in at these numbers, uh, actually at the 425 number, regardless of where you live. I know I've got some folks down uh-huh. in California doing it. You betcha. Stay, uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. We are speaking with uh, Dr. Mitchell May uh, about the healing life and his story, your story, and how we can change our story to live life full out. We'll be right back. Baby's good to me, you know she's happy as can be, you know she said so. I'm in love with her and I feel fine. All righty. Well, welcome back to Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life with me, Dr. Pat, producer Benny, and my just awesome guest, Dr. Mitchell May, uh, where a near-fatal car accident 30 years ago, actually, has it been 30? It's been longer than that. It's been 30-plus now, yeah. 30-plus, wow. yeah, put you on the path that you never really anticipated, did you? Didn't anticipate, and Fortunately, and never turned back. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we were talking about this during break. We were talking about changing the story. And I was sharing that, you know, some days I'm capable of changing my story in a nanosecond. And other days I am just all in the stuckness of it. And I, and I asked you about that. You know, how, you know, are there some days where, you know, it gets, you get a little bit more stuck than others? Well, there's certainly, if you were to interview the people around my life, they would certainly verify that. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes we spend more than a day. We, you know, we spend a week or, or, or two weeks, you know, and, and we are much longer, mm-hmm. uh, being stuck someplace that when we finally wake up and you take a look at it and you go, why was I so committed to something that wasn't working Mm -hmm. Um, or that was protecting something that really wasn't protecting me? Um, But, you know, to me it's the important thing is not really how long we spent not waking up. It's once we realize it, you know, that's really where we should be putting our focus. That's right. And, you know, for, for on my end, being surrounded by a group of, of friends or colleagues who we re- I really have given permission, and they've given me permission, to be a mirror and to reflect when we are not operating from our highest possibility or our highest values and to give us feedback mm. because I think we all need that. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes people get kind of stuck in a in a quote spiritual dogma uh-huh. where they're unwilling to see any other options, um, and they actually end up. Some spiritual traditions end up reinforcing their fear mm-hmm. and reinforcing their fixation, and any dogma, in my opinion, we have to get free from. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, we have a caller. Let's take our first caller and let, let's let let everyone know we have a line open. And uh, the number to call, 425-373-5527. If you'd like to speak with us, if you're stuck, you'd like to have some information, if you'd like to ask uh, Dr. May a question, we are here for you. And also, live at crustbusting.com, you can send an email in. So uh, why don't we take our first uh We lost our first caller, actually. She was on hold being patient, and uh, I guess not patient enough, but uh, we welcome her back, oh, we, and we do we, have another line. We have so another caller. We, we get them Linda coming in here really quickly. That's right. We'll jump on it. It looks like uh, Bobby. All right. Bobby, hi, Bobby. Yes? Hi, welcome how are you? to the show. Oh, hi. <laughs> I'm good. I can barely hear. All oh. right. We'll turn you up. We'll bring you up there. How's that Okay. Sound? All right. Now, tell me, you have a question for Dr. May? I do. <laughs> um, I've, I've uh, looked at your website, and I, and I noticed that you've got uh, uh, items of nutritional support. Um, and I know about, in my own healing process, that uh, the body needs just a tremendous amount of healing um, nutritional support as it goes, as you break through these boundaries, as you break through the... Uh, uh, limitations of your previous beliefs and and know what is possible. Could you talk a little bit about that? Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd be glad to. Um, what I don't know if everybody quite heard that, but what Bobby was asking is if I would address a little bit about how important kind of certain or special nutritional support is while you're going through uh, changes, transformation, healing, um, or busting through belief systems, and that really gets to the essence of where I took my 30 years of healing work and decided that I needed to put it into actually some nutritional formulas that I had been working on during all of that time because we do need that extra catalyst and that ongoing support to help us maintain our physical emotional and mental energies at the highest levels possible because to operate at our optimum uh, potential requires us to, in a sense, vibrate at the highest possible frequencies. And most of our food today and most of the pollution in the air and in the water and the incredible fast-paced life that we're living and all the variety of things we're trying to juggle and paying the bills and the politics, all of that, you know, begins to really wear on us. And how do we maintain ourselves at the level we want to be at? Plus, I also noticed when many people came to me or others for healing, that they might begin to experience a lot of profound healing, but they weren't really also simultaneously caring for their bodies and their energy bodies in in a way that matched the healing. Mm. And so these formulas were designed so that everything could be matched and people could operate at their most balanced and at their most optimum frequency or uh, metabolic uh, rhythm. And I've been living on these types of substances that I create for 30 years and the first 20 years was strictly in a research capacity. Mm. And people were begging me to make it publicly available and so I finally decided to do that. 
Um, and that was my way of being able to touch tens of thousands of people where before when I was doing my hands-on healing work, I could maybe only see 10 or 12 people a day, and that's a pretty full day. You know, now I can, in a sense, have some level of contribution to hundreds or thousands of people a day. And, and so I can't encourage people enough to make sure that they're taking care on all levels. Mm. Again, you know, physical, emotional, and mental uh, for what it is they're trying to achieve or overcome in their life. Well, thank you so much. That re- that's really helpful. Well, um, thank you thank for your you call, Bobby. Hear. Thank you so much, Bobby, and uh, thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, uh, Dr. May. Uh, let's uh, open up the phone lines again, 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527. Uh, Toll-free, 1-888-298-5569. Call in, and uh, we will uh, make sure that we get information from you to send you uh, um, some of this amazing, uh, wow, this nutrition that I'm taking, which is uh, just fabulous. It's it's really changed my life in days. You know, let me ask you a question, Dr. May. Um, yes. Let's talk about changing your story a little bit. Okay. Uh, because you've done that. I talk about it. And can you explain what that means exactly? In changing your story or changing your life? Sure. Yeah. What, what that means is, for most of us, how we think, what we believe, why we do what we do, actually has become very habitual. It happens almost automatically. Mm-hmm. And we have put very little new thinking, new thoughts into each event that comes our way. Mm. And so that by the time, again, we are in our adulthood, we in many ways have stopped coming up with new ways of responding to whatever is happening in our lives. And if what we have come to is really working for us and we are achieving and attaining and being what it is we want to be and what we dream to be, then it's working for you. If, it, if you're not really in a place in your life that is reflecting what it is you want to really be, then it's time to examine and shift and change what it is we do habitually mm-hmm. and to begin to experiment and explore new ways of responding and relating and being with each and every situation that comes along. And and in all honesty, that's what I would actually define more as freedom. The freedom to be with each situation and be alive to it rather than habitual or almost like a robot where it's just on automatic pilot. Mm-hmm. And we just respond the same way no matter what. We make love the same way. We worship the same way. We eat the same food. We react when somebody says something to us that we don't like the same way. We react the same way when someone says something nice to us the same way. We're not trying on new behaviors, new things. And without trying on new things, we really stop growing. We really do, don't we? And, you know, I, this is 
I, I just want to clarify something because I, I think this is what you're talking about. We're not talking necessarily about just these huge, uh, you know, life-altering changes. I had a conversation with someone the other day who was telling me how disturbed they are being on the road all the time and how things frustrate them and how, you know, without even blinking, what they do is they, you know, what's the term? Flip, flip somebody, you know, okay. whatever that term is, you know that? Right. And I said, well, have you ever thought about trying a different response? <laughs> and so I think what we're talking about is, you know, really taking a look at different things, different ways of responding without sort of, you know, judgment and asking that question. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and to actually, as you're saying, to start on the really small items. We don't, yeah. you know, my story is very dramatic and, and, and sure, if your life is up against it, yeah, you need to, you know, you need to jump in way over your head to mm-hmm. begin with, otherwise you're going to drown. That's right. But most of us, you know, it's an accumulation that gets us to those drowning situations. Boy, isn't it ever. And, and so we need to try it with one little thing at a time and, just like any other art form, if you really practice, you know, on the guitar, pretty soon you're going to feel pretty confident or adept. If you practice your swimming, you're going to feel much more confident to be able to swim further mm-hmm. and longer and in deeper water, or you could actually save somebody because you have that much more confidence in your water if they're, you know, having trouble in the water. But if you're, if you're not practicing how to change, if you're not practicing these other muscles, you won't feel any endurance mm. when situations come, and so you'll revert to what's comfortable. Yes. You'll, and that's usually what's habitual. That's, I love that. Practice. And let's take a, we have a caller, uh, Dr. May. We have Eileen. Good morning, Eileen. Hi. Hi. Uh, how are you today? I'm fine. And would you like to uh, speak with us about something? Um, yeah. Um, what I was wondering is um, I have uh, hepatitis C. And um, they want to um, uh, give me interferon for it, and um, uh, it, it, I get a lot of myalgia pain, and it's, uh, a lot of times it makes it worse. And I'm kind of afraid to do it. Mm. So I'm just wondering if he, you know, if he could do what he did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he could give me some advice. <laughs> I, I think I heard most of that. It was very faint for me, mm-hmm. but it. It, it sounds like um, our caller said she has hepatitis C, yes, yes. and that uh, they want to put her on interferon, mm-hmm. and she wants to see if there's any other options for her. Yes, and and of course I, I need to kind of give a disclaimer in that you know I, I'm not practicing medicine here in this capacity or something like that, right. so I, I have to you know stay within those confines. Mm-hmm. But certainly there is a very wholesome body of knowledge out there now mm-hmm. that utilizes several natural uh, supplements and nutritional programs as well as emotional and psychological support mm-hmm. that has had a profound uh, effect on the regeneration of the liver mm-hmm. and the problems associated with hepatitis C. Mm-hmm. And I have witnessed it on multiple occasions with people I have worked with and I have read about it in, in multiple journals um, of a different, you know, protocols. And I would think if you were to um, engage the services of a, a medical doctor that practices some kind of holistic mm-hmm. um, 
regime or a licensed naturopathic physician or a, perhaps an acupuncturist that has a, a strong nutritional uh, approach simultaneous, mm-hmm. that they would be able to uh, guide you in that process. Mm-hmm. And generally, I, I'm not sure you asked about this with, with what our products were. I, I couldn't quite hear that part. Mm-hmm. But you would want things in addition to what our products are, but they're those products that you can obtain if you're interested are almost always part of anybody's protocol mm-hmm. for ways of supporting you through that healing process. Um, and as I say, your practitioner would also uh, probably prescribe some specific uh, herbs and, and supplements and so forth to accompany that. Mm-hmm. But please be encouraged. There is a lot of opportunity for you to, to heal and regenerate and regain your life and your, uh, your liver's full capacity. How does that sound? And, you know, Eileen, what, uh, what you will receive is you are also going to receive uh, one of the products today. Great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, don't, if, if probably what I should do, if I, if I could give out our 800 number. I was just going to ask you for that and also website. Okay, because that way if, if, you know, Eileen wants to know exactly how to take the product and to start kind of slow given her situation with it, but you would call uh, 800 723-0277, and, you know, for any of the callers or whatever, just call that number, and if you're interested, they'll send you a free tape, they'll mm-hmm. give you all kinds of literature and information and education about uh, things that you can do that can make a difference in your life. Mm-hmm. And the, well, and the website... Some things. I've been taking Ayurvedic. I'm sorry? I've been taking Ayurvedic herbs. Okay. And they've helped a lot. Well, great. Then, 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 you know, that's something to probably continue, you know, to do. Uh-huh. And as I say, to combine whatever it is you're currently doing mm-hmm. with what a practitioner would guide you with. Mm-hmm. So you have an integrated program mm-hmm. that covers all of your bases. Yeah. And it's my strong, uh, affirmation that you absolutely, um, can recover from this situation. Mm, great. I've, 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 I've literally seen it, you know, dozens and dozens of times. You mean the hep go, uh, C goes away? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah, completely. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's for you to believe as well, Eileen. Right, Dr. May? I mean, oh, yeah. We're talking about Eileen has to believe that strongly. Wow. <laughs> it... it, it, it you know, and then, uh, I wasn't aware that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 most certainly. It, 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 it's happened many, many, many times. And I'm not even just speaking, you know, of anything connected with me. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I know of many people who have had this, you know, remission, this, this regeneration, mm-hmm. um, you know, themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I do know that, you know, kind of a traditional approach is, you know, you're stuck. There's not much you can do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's important simultaneously, yes, to, to have some regard and some respect for the medical approach, yeah. but to also include something much larger than that yeah. um, as well. Yeah. Okay. How does that sound, Eileen? Sounds good. Okay. Uh-huh. And if, and if you want to check that, out the website and so forth, it's yes. just thesynergycompany.com. What is it? Thesynergycompany.com. Uh-huh. Or you can go to, there's a website 
uh, about me called MitchellMay.com, and yeah. that'll and that'll take you to um, our different websites as well. Good. Lots of information, and also call the one eight hundred number. The folks are very very helpful. Uh, and remember, Eileen, if you need support for this changing thought, please know that you can call in here on any day, and we will hold the support and the faith for you. Oh, great. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for calling. Please stay on the line okay? so we can uh, collect some information. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. May. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, I wanted to talk with you about something you and I talked about the other day on the phone. Uh, I know it's near and dear to my heart, and uh, it's near and dear to yours, and that's about a business and spirit. Uh, and to begin, you know, let's just have a conversation about that. Okay. And talk a little bit about what that means uh, for our listening audience, what that means to you. And what we can do, what can each of us do around well, being aware? I'll jump right in here. Yeah. Right, in, right into the fire on that one. Right on it. The, in all honesty, I was very reluctant and actually afraid to go into business many years ago because I saw it, you know, as just kind of the basis of in, you know, creating environmental degradation, of often exploitation, of greed, and a lot of issues that I didn't really want to deal with. And then when I started realizing a few things, one, those are the very issues that our culture and our world needs to heal. Mm-hmm. And two, business affects the world. And business, when a, when a business makes a decision, the ripple effect is felt through millions of people. And if I wanted to have as vast an effect as possible in the world... I needed to take the spiritual teachings that I had been gifted with Mm -hmm. and the healing uh, teachings, I needed to be able to bring those into the world through the medium of business and to approach business as a spiritual path and realize that it's such an incredible um, teaching opportunity because every day you're faced with all kinds of temptations in business. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm dealing with somebody that's probably not really being straight with me. Yeah, I I totally understand. Every day somebody's probably trying to be, you know, pull a fast one on me or or be clever with me Mm -hmm. or wants to uh, grow something with pesticides on it or something like that. And because our company is committed to certified organic ingredients only and because we only use recyclable materials and because our products are all made using only wind power, all of those decisions, you know, are decisions that are made both in a visionary way and day-to-day. And I, there's no place else I can imagine myself being right now than in business. And because of what the Synergy Company has been able to do, I'm actually now sitting on various boards at some quite large companies kind of as their ethics keeper, so to speak, <laughs> and as, as their, you know, I get to be, I get to spank them uh-huh. when, when they're really, their compass, you know, isn't very set to very uh, good morals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when, when IBM or AT&T or Nabisco makes a decision, 
it's literally affecting millions of people. Mm-hmm. And if we can have some influence in that, we have made a contribution to the world. And the consumer can have a huge influence on that in where it is they invest their purchases. Both their investment if they're if they're, you know, doing investment in stocks, but also just their day to day purchases has a humongous effect on the state of the world and what the trends are and what the effect is going to be about how workers are treated or how the environment is going to be protected or preserved. And if people are wondering how can they make a difference in the world, the first place to start is with your choices on your food and your nutrition. Mm -hmm. Because if you begin to choose food that is organically grown, we can end a huge problem of polluting our air and our water with Mm. poisonous chemicals. Mm. Right then and there, we have made a profound difference just by that choice alone. If we begin to choose to support companies that we know are trying to make a difference in the world by purchasing, you know, whether it's our bedding from them Mm -hmm. or our food or our supplements Mm -hmm. or our clothing or our shoes or whatever it is, from those companies, even if they cost a little bit more, mm-hmm. because doing business in a right way often does cost more. It does, and you know, I want to really, re- I really want to support what you're saying by saying this. Sometimes, as individuals, we think we cannot make a difference. We must make a difference as individuals. And that, I think, is what you're saying. It's like each and every one of us can make decisions about what we do in our lives. And that's, that's what we're, what we're that's what's going to change. That's what's going to change the world. Well, it like, isn't some world yeah. leader saying, okay, you know, now we're going to have more efficient cars. Uh, right. I mean, that's going to help, but that, mm-hmm. that vote to have more efficient cars is going to happen because the people individually are saying, it's time. Cut the BS and let's get on with saving the world. Well, that's why I'm doing this radio show yeah. for sure, and that's why you know you're you and I are having this conversation because in this moment there are two people, the two of us, that have decided to really have this conversation. And, and I thank you for that. I thank you. You know, I want to ask this question because as you're talking about work, I know that there have been a lot of things that, you know, my research is on organizational justice. But Mm -hmm. something comes up for me, and that's something we didn't talk about in these closing moments. Where does forgiveness come in Mm -hmm. in the mode of healing? And, uh, and, you know, what, what does that mean to you when we talk about forgiveness? Wow, that's a biggie. Um, You'll have to come back. <laughs> I, I would love to because that's a subject. That is a but, subject. You know, forgiveness to me is at the core because if we are harboring a, you know, resentment and we don't get over it mm. and we don't truly forgive or we don't really feel that we're forgiven, it's very hard to be free. Mm. And we have the power to forgive another, and that can liberate someone. That doesn't mean by forgiving that we are sanctioning what they did. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even mean that we don't hold them accountable 
for having to make, in some way, some balancing of what happened. But the forgiveness frees up an energy. And without that forgiveness, that energy, in a sense, is not available to you in your own life. And we need all the energy we can conjure up to change, to grow, and to heal ourselves. Well, you know, uh, I think, and see if that you're agreeing with this, I think by not forgiving, that's a showstopper. Mm-hmm. That's going to, you know, that will that will derail you in, in ways that we can't even think about. It'll, it'll, it'll certainly make your backpack a whole lot heavier. Oh, my goodness. I remember carrying four gallons of water in the, in the desert. That's what that yes. feels like. The, and, I mean, so it's going to tire you out, <laughs> tire you out more and you can't carry some of the other things that you really cherish and you really wish you were hanging out with or you really had with you when you needed them. Well, because I'm plugged into a big old resentment. Yeah. At least, well, many, maybe many resentments I'm plugged into. And actually the talk that we were having about wor- the workplace and, you know, the healing that is so needed around business mm-hmm. uh, uh, is part of that. And uh, we, were, we were honored to have uh, on our show uh, not too long ago uh, a woman who has decided to do a forgiveness tour starting in Seattle and going across the country, Reverend Bonnie Barnard. Her passion is to do the healing because I think like you, uh, like you have just mentioned, is that, you know, there's, there's a way to free ourselves and forgiveness, you know, really cuts the path out. Yes. And we make some really, really bad, long-lasting choices when we are in a very unforgiving place. Oh boy, I know that that's been my story. And it, it, the consequences of some, some choices or actions that we take or others take when they're in that space are not easy to undo. No, they're not. And we can undo them, certainly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, why, why burden ourselves with that? And as a, as a culture right now, we're in a tough spot that way. Mm-hmm. We have not really been very forgiving as a culture. That's right. And that's why Bonnie is taking the tour. And, you know, I would love to uh, have you back uh, to talk about forgiveness if you would love to come back. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are absolutely amazing, and your gift is so precious. Well, it's been my pleasure uh, sharing with you and Benny and and your community of listeners, and and I would be delighted uh, and honored to come back again. Thank Thank you you so much. Have a fabulous day. Okay. Come back tomorrow, Crust Busting Away to an Awesome Life at 11, and please know Gene Houston will be on Friday. Thank you, Dr. May. You're awesome. Views expressed on the preceding program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is your alternative talk station, 1150 KKNW, Seattle.